Hey everyone, this is Raz. I'm just going to give you a quick warning here. Uh, we were having some technical difficulties as we were filming this episode. So the first couple minutes uh, of the st of the first story we're going to talk about, uh, Buck's microphone is a little wonky. If you just bear with it for about three minutes, we'll get through it. If you don't want to listen to it, if it's messed up that badly, just fast forward. But other than that, folks, the rest of the episode should be absolutely fine for your listening pleasure. And uh, we hope you like what we have this week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 136 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raz, with my co-host, the Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the interwebs. And if you ever happen to watch the video version of the podcast, uh, no, we did not, did not discuss this in advance, uh, but it's a good illustration in that we're both wearing our official field operative t-shirts from rentahitman.com uh, a big thanks to our longtime listener Guido Finelli for sending those to us those are great uh, hopefully you'll receive uh, in the mail here directly uh, one of our t-shirts uh, it's a quote from Buck by the way on the shirt that says uh, uh, nothing says thank you like pineapple on a stick <laughs> indeed um, also coming available soon is the Raz quote shirt that says a shark's going to shark. <laughs> also very true. A shark will shark. Um, unfortunately, we don't, have any, we don't have any Rena Hitman stories this week. But <laughs> again, thank you, Guido. Mm. Uh, but Buck, we do have a, a, a theme going this week. And we've entitled this episode Fast Food Follies. And some, ooh, ooh, ooh. some of these you sent me, and then I realized I had two fast food stories. I went back and started searching for more, uh, and I, this that came up with a couple. So some of these you may not be aware of just yet. But we're going to start out from KIRO7 Live Local In-Depth. Listen, if you're out there doing any kind of marketing for a news agency, can you come up with something new? I mean, seriously, the the, the, the taglines for these news agencies is just repetitive as hell taco bell manager in dallas poured boiling water on customers lawsuit alleges <laughs> a lawsuit against a taco bell alleges that a dallas store manager poured boiling water over two customers after they complained about an incorrect order according to the lawsuit filed july 13th in the 14th judicial district court in dallas county Customers Brittany Davis and a minor identified in court documents as CT alleged that Taco Bell did not properly train or vet its employees, according to the Dallas Morning News. The 16-page lawsuit lists Taco Bell and its parent company, Yum! Brands, a local franchisee, North Tex Texas Bells, and two employees who are not identified by name, and is seeking more than $1 million in damages. The lawsuit filed by civil rights attorney Benjamin Krupp and attorney Paul Grinke uh, alleges that Taco Bell and its employees displayed gross negligence and hiring negligence. The incident occurred on June 17th after Davis and CT went through the Taco Bell drive-thru and received their $31 order three times. They got the order wrong three different times. Uh, the two went into the restaurant to solve the order and Crump said they were locked inside the restaurant by the employees. 
The alleged attack occurred after Davis spoke with the employee for about 10 minutes. Instead of simply correcting the order, a Taco Bell employee threatened to fight CT, a minor, and Taco Bell's store manager violently and without warning poured a bucket of boiling water over CT and Brittany's head, shoulders, breasts, and legs, causing excruciating second and third degree burns on their bodies. A two-and-a-half-minute video released by the plaintiff's attorney shows 12 different camera angles in and outside of the restaurant. The video shows Davis and C.T. standing at the counter. As Davis speaks with a woman behind the cash register, an employee in the kitchen grabs a pitcher and fills it with water, according to the video. The employee briefly sets the pitcher on the counter as steam rises from it. Then the employee picks up the pitcher, walks to the front counter, and throwing the water towards Davis and C.T., according to the video. What do you mean, according to the video? The the video is not testifying. The video is what it is. Uh, In a statement, Saturday, Taco Bell said the company takes the safety and well-being of team members and customers seriously. The company says it was in contact with the franchise owner and operator of that location, but it could not comment on specifics about the lawsuit. Um, Damn? Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, damn. Seriously. N- normally a headline like that comes with a story where the customer kind of like had it, you coming. know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I yeah, I really I hate to say it like that, but yeah. The customer has it coming. This this doesn't look like that. This actually looks like Real fucking fast food violence. Like, wow. So Wow, uh, wow, wow. Wow, indeed. Um, I'm, I'm not... I mean, seriously, how... In what world is that a, even close to being appropriate? I mean, there, there's, there's, there's violence and there's disproportionate violence. And I think we've, we've reached that point. I mean, holy oh, yeah. Christ. And let's let's not fail to mention like completely unmerited, like this. Imagine being at work and getting your job wrong three times in a row, and your manager not coming to yell at you, but instead going to the complainant and dumping boiling water on them, like. This, wow! What 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 boggles wow, my wow, wow. What, no. what boggles my mind is we're hearing about a civil suit. Why are we not hearing about a criminal complaint? This is yeah, like no aggravate, aggravated assault, easily, if not attempted murder. You know, <laughs> if it was actually boiling, if it was just hot water, I mean, it might might be a bit of a stretch. But aggravated assault all day long, every single day of the week. I mean, ooh, I've never, ever had to fight that hard for a fast food or normally I'll just scrape the fucking mayonnaise off the bun. That's, no, that's about as no, far. No, you won't. You won't eat the hand. You won't eat the burger then. No, 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 no. I will scrape the mayonnaise off. Okay. I absolutely will. I did not actually start going back in and asking for new food until I ended up with caregiver Katie because my ex-wife my ex was like, well, they got it wrong. You shouldn't be so picky. I'm like, wow. Well, make sure you order it plain with extra napkins just in case. Jeez. 
And and don't go inside to complain if they get it wrong, apparently. Yeah, no shit. Apparently not, man. I mean, you know what, though? On, on, on the other side, I would have to say that boiling water is a very effective way of getting rid of a Karen. Not saying that the person here was being a Karen in any way, shape, or form, but I could see boiling water being an effective Karen deterrent, kind of like bear spray. It's advertised, but nobody carries it, you know? Yeah, just, I, I, Buck, I, I really can't imagine in what world somebody would have the, the just the idea of, I'm mad at these people for me fucking up three times, so I'm going to go pour boiling water over their heads. And one of them, I mean, they keep saying he's a minor, he's a minor. He might have been 17 and three quarters years old. We don't know. Uh, doesn't matter, though. I mean, just even if it's a... 35 year old man i mean what's the point i mean what 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 what, where do you think i'm gonna do this and and the funny thing is they're even saying he poured the water into the pitcher so he could carry it up there so it was like he had his whole thing thought out as to what he was gonna do well i mean you know they did get the order wrong two other times previously so maybe maybe they were back there like if he bitches about this one more time we're gonna do this you know, I mean, who knows? I I don't know what kind of nefarious, piss poor planning goes into a boiling water heist on camera. Like I don't know exactly what what part of the planning phase was excluded. <laughs> I mean, seriously, with the, with, what, 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 at what point do you think? Well, what what will happen? You know, after this happens, after we do this, what will happen? <laughs> they were probably thinking that if they got it in their face, it wouldn't remember what they looked like. Not even thinking about the. Fucking cameras. Uh, Come on, man. Come on. You're going to, like... Uh, yeah. Your you, bullshit isn't even that well planned out to begin with. You know? And you didn't even, like, try the to tie up any of the loose the ends of this. Oh my lord, we we are having so many technical problems today, and uh, let me just throw this out there: if you have a news website that just randomly starts playing videos, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> uh, Agreed. Yeah. Well, I want to do this one, Bucks. I wanted to get the hell off my computer. Uh, this is coming from mynbc5.com. Screw you, NBC5 webmaster. Uh, McDonald's. McDonald's. McDonald's, uh, McDonald's on Shelburne Road evacuated after employee threw live ammunition on grill. Yes, indeedy, this happened in Vermont as diners at the McDonald's on Shelburne Road in South Burlington were in for the shock when police say live ammunition was thrown at a grill inside the restaurant. South Burlington police said they were called to the McDonald's restaurant just after 5 p.m. Sunday for the report of a disturbance involving a firearm. Police say an employee had reportedly removed ammunition from a handgun and threw th three live rounds on the grill, causing them to explode while con continuing to act erratically. Police said no injuries were reported. All employees and guests were evacuated from the restaurant. When police got there, they set up a perimeter and began negotiating with the male employee, who was still in possession of a handgun and additional ammunition. After a short time, police said the employee agreed to let the handgun inside and come out where he was detained. The employee was taken to UVM Medical Center for evaluation. The incident is still under investigation and criminal charges uh, will be contemplated once the investigation is complete. The South Burlington Police Department is asking for anyone with information regarding this incident to contact Corporal Wilson. Williamson, rather. Who cares? Um, 
The McDonald's. Oh, shut up, you stupid website. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm closing you. You suck. You suck. Um, so, okay, let me just throw this out there first and foremost. Um, throwing the ammunition on the grill, not actually all that dangerous. Uh, bu- mm. Bullets, bullets don't um, don't fly unless they're they're in an an, an area that causes them to uh, only be able to expand the gas in one direction. That's what the barrel of a gun does. It forces the 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 gas that is um, created by the the action of the, the the powder being ignited by the primer to need to leave and it can't go through the barrel of the gun so it has to go out the end of the barrel which there's a bullet in the way so it then propels the bullet so if there's no um there's no barrel or anything to contain it so that the gas can only escape in one direction it's just going to pop it's actually not all that dangerous that being said i can see where it scared the living shit out of people and it's still going to sound like a gun going off (laughs) I was, uh, you know, I don't have very much experience with that. I, uh, I never, I never actually knew the specific mechanics. I just didn't know. Like, I thought that the bullet would still come out. It just wouldn't be accurate without the barrel of the gun. I didn't know that, uh, that the barrel, like, it makes sense now that you say it. I'm like, oh, you know, it makes sense that it would work that way. Like, hmm, I own guns. Yeah. Why don't Why don't I want like this? Is just a prime example. Like just because I own a couple of firearms doesn't know doesn't mean I know exactly the uh, the ballistics and the uh, and the trigonometry behind all of it. You know, I'm kind of a gun, I'm, uh, I'm kind of a gun bunny. So this thing is kind of yeah. If if you're gonna, I feel if you're gonna be involving yourself in something of that nature, you need to to know what it is. So I've I've gone. I know the anatomy of the bullet. You know what I mean. <laughs> Um, right. Uh, so it, 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 I just wanted to throw that out there. Someone ever th- like uh, throws you know stuff into a, bullets into a fire. I mean, get get away from the fire a little bit, but you don't got to worry too awful much. Um, that being said, I, I'm sure it still sounded horrific, and I'm sure people who are uneducated about it, and when I say uneducated, I don't mean stupid. I mean just simply don't know, uh, would be terrified of seeing that happen. No, I, I'd have been, I'd have been, I'd have been shitting my pants, man. I was like, actually, I'm one. Of, I'm one of those people. I was. I was actually at a um, a, a, a gun store fire yesterday. <laughs> I, was, I was at a gun store fire yesterday, and uh, it, it was funny because we're you know we're in a rural area, and it didn't seem like anybody had any concern about the fact that it was full of guns and bullets. Everyone's just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> now if you would have done that somewhere else, I can imagine you you would see like we're going to evacuate five blocks. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know, it, it's 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 it sounds more deadly than it is. Now let's take now that we've said that he still had a gun and he still had more ammunition uh, and he was still in the store, so the evacuation was completely warranted. Uh, I'm j- mm. I'm just. I just wanted to throw that bit of information. I, I just wanted people to feel like they learned something occasionally by listening to what we have to say. Well, you know what? Rest in this bed of laurels. I learned something. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the little nugget of information. Okay, I, now I feel I'm, like you're now I feel like you're patronizing or patronizing me. Maybe a hair, but so, not much. 
I actually am sincerely grateful that I learned that. I mean, you know, you know now I, it's just... I've, been, I've been teaching online classes for the past week. I've, I've done over a dozen, okay? I am not in the mood for, for any snark from any students. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sorry about that, dude. You know, that's kind of like the uh, the entire premise of our friendship. You know, I I'm I'm the I, we're like the bird and the hippo, man. Like I'm the bird that doesn't get fucked with by the hippo. Every other bird, man, you better not. That's a low fly zone, but I'm I'm good. You know. I'm not sure I understand the the reference, but I'm sure it makes sense to some people out there. <laughs> I'm positive it doesn't. I'm positive it doesn't. I mean, I think I'm just talking just to hear my own voice, to be honest with you. It's kind of ludicrous with headphones on, but whatever. At the end of the day, maybe that's the guy's sinister little ploy there, man. Maybe he just wanted to do a little bit of a smokescreen. Throw some bullets on the grill, a lot of banging, a lot of screaming. Nobody really gets hurt. You know, that's probably his plan. Or you just knocking futz. I mean, you know, it did happen at a McDonald's, man. That hamburger is pretty rowdy. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm not so much worried about the hamburger. Hamburglar. I'm, I'm worried about Grimace. And here's why. I was going to say, man, I'd punch that purple bitch right in the fucking mouth hole. I know what the Hamburglar is. I know what Birdie is. I know what Ronald is. What the fuck is Grimace? <laughs> I mean, what is he? Um, well, I would have to... I would have to say that Grimace is the living embodiment of your emotions without McDonald's purple he would be a grimace like an ugly face but he's always smiling that that my friend believe it or not i actually saw a youtube video on this the original grimace was not smiling the original grimace was not smiling if you're looking it up go for it man the original grimace was not smiling the the original grimace was actually pretty petrifying. The original grimace. All right, I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> I mean, you know, fast food restaurants have a have a bit of a dark. Um, I mean, he's not smiling, but he he's got a, like a weird grin on his face. And you know Ronald's there with Mayor McCheese, going like, "What? What's going on?" And the grimace seems like he's running away. One, he has four arms, by the way. He doesn't have two. He has four arms, and it looks like he's running away with milkshakes. Let's see, dude. Grimace, the evil, the evil. Oh, he used to be called the evil grimace. The evil yes. grimace. The, so it, the evil grimace, which was the four-armed one, uh, was in 1971. Uh, grimace lost his arms and earned himself a smile in 1973. So the evil grimace gimmick didn't last all that long, uh, and then became the grimace we all, you know, knew growing up in 1986. So you know, we're having McDonald's history lessons. Okay. Now. Oh, and here's a picture of I'm grimace gonna... with Donald Trump. <laughs> what what an interesting culinary pairing 
Huh, that's kind of like cheese and Chinese food. But anyhow, I got to tell you what. If I had four arms in 1971, and in 1986 you took two of the motherfuckers away, you would not be replacing the look on my face with anything that even resembled a smile. That's all I got to say. I don't know how that I, I don't know how that math works out. I'd like to see the paperwork on that one. You know, indeed. Cuz yeah, I mean like two arms for scooping up food and two arms for crowd control. I mean, he should have been smiling in the 70s. I'll tell you what, I don't let that bitch just walk away from my table. Somebody with four arms comes up and snatches my shit. Yep, you can have it. You can have it. I'll just go get another one. I'll get another one. It ain't worth it. Quickly, to the dollar menu! Alright, Buck, we're back, and we're gonna keep with our theme, but this time we're just going to a Michigan restaurant. No, no, like, uh... No chains. Uh, this is being reported by Today.com. Michigan restaurant closes early due to rude and cocky tourists. Staff sites, we're not here to be abused. Uh, every year, Fudgies, a Michigan local referred to, uh, to how they refer to their tourists, descend on the town of uh, Charlevox, Michigan, on the... Uh, for a festival. Uh, this year, their bad behavior apparently fudged up an entire night of service at one restaurant. I had one come downstairs from the third floor to our main dining room, and one of my servers was breaking down in the server station. She was crying, and I just kind of took my kitchen manner aside. We both decided we've had enough. The general manager of the East Park Tavern uh, explained in an interview with Today. The 27-year-old had worked in the restaurant described as a down-to-earth neighborhood haunt in reviews by locals for six months. She worked in the food industry uh, since she was 15 years old, and as a result, uh, has it ranked in over a decade... Uh, I, I can't pronounce the name of this thing they keep trying to say. It, it's the name of the town under her belt. Nearly 100,000 fudgies came through... <laughs> The, the restaurant to take part in the jamboree of food concessions uh, wrangles the tourneys uh, Jesus Christ someone went, took a goddamn English class and decided they've got to use every word in the dictionary I swear to God the festival is eight days and nights long and is in East Park Tavern's busiest week of the year Everybody at the service industry knows we're going to get slammed, but that's going to be worthwhile. Everybody in town is here to celebrate and have a good time, and it usually rubs off on your restaurant staff. And, you know, they're just about uh, any other business in town. We all try to keep good spirits. Uh, it's a fun time for everyone, at least it's supposed to be. This year, East Park Tavern experienced so much rowdiness and disrespect from the customers that more decided they'd had enough. This past Saturday at 9 p.m., an hour before the restaurant usually stops service, Moore consulted her staff and then, after hearing their thoughts, decided to close the shop and hang up a sign. The sign read, Due to mistreatment of our servers, our kitchen is closed. Fair enough. Uh, it, I've worked in downtown for most of my adult life during, uh, during this festival. I usually, It's usually great, but it's fun and worthwhile. Uh, I'm so incredibly disappointed and embarrassed by the fudgies we had this year. My staff took a beating all week. Last night was our last straw. Uh, too many rude comments. Too many arrogant individuals acting that they can throw money at us and get their way. Too many cocky jerks. No one is get, gets to treat my staff like trash. 
Those are the absolute shining stars of my life, and I appreciate the hell out of every of the few of them that I am lucky enough to have. If you push your servers, watch for them to start pushing back. We are here to ensure great food, drinks, and quality of your time spent with us. We are not here to be abused. We are not here to tolerate that anymore. By Tuesday's moors went viral with thousands of likes and shares on Facebook and many commiserating her experience. We have had a really difficult tourist season here too, one Facebook user replied. People have been uh, a whole different breed this year. It is insane. Another one said, I am so sorry. In 2016, I had my last uh, of the festivals crowds and a and bunch of censor marks i can't do it anymore i've had to watch them get more and more entitled and rude as the years go on another one reads i am angry slash sad for you and your co-workers embarrassed for the town and completely enraged that grown adults think they can act like children with daddy's money throwing fits and getting what they want we've put up with so much already i can't imagine how truly awful it is to make this decision not all comments were supportive, though. Some commenters accused Warner staff of being lazy. I have read the comments saying that they took, e- took the easy way out because we wanted to close early. That's not the case. We all love our jobs and we perform to the best of our abilities. We give 100% all the time. Moore explained to today that, it was, that, that this wasn't one instance in, in particular that pushed her to make the decision. It was a con- combination of factors. It was just a week of my staff working doubles, so that's 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., and being beaten down every day by the amount of people that were coming in, plus just the disrespect of people were giving to them. She explained that uh, before listing off a number of quarrels with the occurred during the week. During one instance after a party, there were about 30-minute wait for a table. They, uh, they bypassed servers, commandeered two tables, and demanded to be served. They told me they were just going to sit there and wait for half an hour until somebody came over to take care of them. I had to ask the woman uh, two or three times to stop moving the tables, and then she crossed her arms, sat in a chair, and told me she wasn't going. She intended to stay there, and at that point, I just told her whether or not the table were available, and half an hour, my staff would not serve her and her party just due to her blatant respect, or disrespect. Overeager and sometimes crabby customers don't ease the stress of keeping up with the tavern's three-story structure, which takes a physical toll on the servers, particularly during the summer months. This Saturday, one of our uh, restaurant servers, who was diabetic, ended up in the emergency room. It was 90 degrees, it was super hot, she was sweating, and her insulin pump slipped right off of her and she didn't even notice. She wound up in the ER on Saturday night uh, because of her sugar had bottomed out and she had collapsed. She put her own health aside to move forward with her job, and that's sad to me. More hopes that there is one lesson we learned from this is that patrons continue to remind themselves that our servers are people. Uh, people need to realize that um, much of the service industry folks give up to be there and perform their job. Moore said that who gets home at 3 a.m. and is up at 7.30 in the morning in order to be up there with their three children explained to do this every day with a smile on their face, even they they feel like nobody cares and nobody appreciates them. Somebody cares about that person and they're just waiting waiting on you just as much as uh, you care about the people you have at your house. And I don't feel like you would have to go to your mom's house and treat her like trash when she serves you a meal. Now that they not about the now viral sign she hung up, it's a statement. The professional choice uh, probably would have been simply to have the sign say our kitchen is closed for the evening, but I feel like people need to be aware that what is happening. People need to be aware that their actions and how they impact others. I got through it. Woo! <laughs> but let me tell you what, man. You know, if people had to live a day 
in a life where they absolutely, no matter how bad they fucking wanted to, couldn't get themselves something to eat. I'd love for somebody to live a day like that because that's that's every day for me. Okay, I can't. I I am I am so disabled now that I am at the point where I can't even get myself a spoon full of fucking peanut butter without asking my caretaker brother or my caregiver wife to uh to to help me out with that the the thought of mistreating a service staff member who's getting you food remember remember folks you didn't even want to cook to fucking begin with okay you're going to act all rowdy and entitled inside of a place that isn't even yours. And, you know, you, you, like, make demands in a place that doesn't even belong to you. Doesn't matter whether you're spending your own fucking money there. There are hundreds and thousands of other people with money. You're not the only one. You know? It, it, and just acting like that to the point where, where people are sitting, like, just think about that, you know, as humanity for a second. You know, I'm kind of ashamed to be a member of the human race when I hear stories like this. Like, my fellow humans were acting so badly that somebody, instead of making money, decided they were just going to throw in the fucking towel for the day. Like, you were acting that fucking rowdy. That instead of somebody saying, yeah, let's make some money and, you know, live the American dream, you know, honest day's wage for an honest day's work, you're going to go in there and you're going to shit all over it because you can't, you can't keep yourself under control. Great job. Great freaking job. I mean, what do you, what do you think about all this, man? I mean, you know, getting to the point where somebody's actually going to close their own fucking restaurant because people can't get their emotions in check and start acting like adults. So I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to say one. Like they were. They if, if they felt they were warranted in doing that, they were warranted in doing that. That being said, I'm going to play devil's advocate just a little bit. I'm not going to highlight this restaurant because I wasn't there. I don't know anything about it. But I will say that it seems like a lot of people in the service industry, uh, restaurants in particular are getting a lot more um, less customer service oriented. Uh, When I go to a restaurant, if they mess up my order, if I can still eat it, I'm going to eat it. Now, if it's something that I I can't eat, I will have to say something. I don't want to. Uh, But if it's something, you know, I can can just tolerate it, fine. I'm just not going to come back. Um that's the way it should be in that you know if a restaurant's going to fail because of its staff then let it fail um but it seems like a lot more restaurants you know, are hiring people and they have this idea that you know they should be tipped a certain amount uh that they should uh be uh n- never be questioned you know it's just it, i don't know it just seems like there's a lot more entitlement when it comes to that and that's not to say that uh people that go to restaurants aren't being fucking cock gobblers uh i've seen the i've actually witnessed the people that put like the stack of money on the edge of the table and every time they feel their server messes up they take a dollar away or something like that 
which is just asinine. The um, most disgusting thing you could ever fucking do at a restaurant is that. I have also seen people do that. I just want to take that stack of money and fucking burn it. Now that, be like, you know what? You don't, you don't deserve to have this either, motherfucker. Just boom. Now, that being said, I've also been at restaurants where they bring you the... Um, the check and it has like the suggested tip at the bottom and it you know it used to be you know like 10 15 20 or like 13 17 21 or something like that now i mean i legit saw one recently where it was it was like the bottom was like 20 percent uh 35 percent 50 percent i was just like are you out of your goddamn mind for starters but on top of that i base my tip on the service so if you don't ever come back to the table and ask me if I want a refill, and I've gotten to the point in my life too where I usually don't want one, uh, but if you don't, you know, if I get, I might get a refill one time depending on the length of the meal, but I'm, I digress. You know, if if you, you know, just th- throw the food down on the table and roll out, um, if you just have an overall bad attitude, I mean, everyone's allowed to have a bad day. You're right, but this is what is called the service industry. You are there yeah. to serve the customer. So if you don't actually, you know, give me value, I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm going to tip no matter what. Um, but you know, it, you, what might be a twenty percent tip may become a ten percent tip. And, and don't cry about it. Just do better. Uh, I, I don't really, it used to be, I said, I, I would always say I was very demanding in the service industry. I'm not anymore. Um, I, I just, I am not, it's, it's an entry. It's supposed, it's not supposed to be a career folks. It's supposed to be an entry level position. It's supposed to get your foot in the door, uh, and get you into the workforce. And it's not a bad job in that, um, if, if you are motivated, you can make bank. I've known people that, you know, have waited tables at restaurants and made more money than I did. You know, <laughs> uh, because they had a great personality. They they always, you know, put forth the effort and did a very good job at what they did. But if you're just going to, you're thinking that this is just a, a, a job where you're going to walk in there and I'm just, just going to walk food to the table. Um, you're not going to, you're not going to go far in that industry. Um, now on the flip side of that, if you're coming to my table every fucking three minutes, ask me if everything's okay i'm kind of getting annoyed at you too so find that happy medium <laughs> I, I don't need the manager come over asking me how everything was if it's bad i'll tell you <laughs> okay if, if otherwise consider it to be okay <laughs> yeah i mean you know that's that's pretty pretty standard like restaurant etiquette as far as i'm concerned i mean me i'm a 20 percent tipper i mean that's 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 me and I don't go out to restaurants very much anymore, thanks to COVID. Uh, what I do, what I do frequent is uh, delivery, you know, DoorDash and Instacart, even for my groceries and stuff like that. And I am a very, very generous tipper when it comes to that. I'll tell you what: you want to make money in in my area, become a DoorDash driver, because if you get an order that comes to my house, you will. You will leave here with a smile. Every time. Every time. But, 
you know, and and when the order's wrong, I never I never bitch at the delivery driver. Like the delivery driver never even hears that my order was wrong because they're not even allowed to check it. This sounds like something completely different, though. Oh, is that, it is something completely is, is different. That, is that literally how it works? They're not allowed to check the orders. They're not. the The orders get sealed at the restaurant mm-hmm. by the restaurant by their staff. They put it in a bag and they seal it, and then the dasher puts it into a bag and brings it brings it to the house. So if you open up your order, like don't even bother checking your order when your DoorDasher gets there. Like you know, it might be protocol for them to like go back to the restaurant and get it. But I can tell you what, if you come all the way out to my freaking house, the last thing that I'm going to want is for you to drag your ass back to whatever restaurant hole you just came from and then come all the way back out here. No, no, no. I don't even check my order with the dasher here. I check my order once I get it in the house. And if it's wrong, I get DoorDash to refund it. And they refund me for the whole thing. It's actually, yeah. I mean, like. That sounds like a system ripe for abuse. Oh, well, that's why they're proud of their DoorDash. If you have food delivered, they're proud of it. They're, they, you're going to pay for it. But, you know, out here with me, it's one of the only options I have if I want to eat out. But, you know, getting back to the meat and potatoes of this, I certainly wouldn't fly off the handle at anybody. I certainly wouldn't go out there and act like an asshole. And, you know... Is you know, and I absolutely agree with everything you said about about your own personal stuff with restaurants. But as far as this goes, I mean, you know, I'm not looking at it. But the way it sounded to me was that these people are just dealing with rowdy customers. Oh, it doesn't yeah. sound like a lot of restaurant entitlement. No, and, and it doesn't sound no, like no, no, no. I didn't. I, like I said, I wasn't saying it was this restaurant. This this restaurant in particular. Let's just let's take all the factors in here. They're having a festival. It's an eight night festival. I can imagine their staff is burnt out. And, you know, a lot of people, when they go to these type of events where they're, they're paying an absorbent amount of money to go to, they, they, they get a real sense of entitlement about them. And it's not just for restaurants. It's everything there. People that have worked in a tourist community, and I have. Okay, folks, I've worked in a tourist community when I was, in, when I was a teenager working in the service industry. And I can tell you that I wanted to put a bayonet through people on a daily basis just because of the way they acted because they thought that, I'm paying money, so I, I I should be able to treat everyone like shit. Wasn't the vast majority, but they did exist. Yeah. You know, people walk around with a little bit of money in their pocket, and they think they can buy the world. And that's just not the way it works. So, you know, good job for taking care of your employees, restaurant owner. That's because, you know, I got I to gotta give you kudos for that. At the very beginning of the article, you were like, you know what? I mean, we're, we ain't here for that. Once once it started getting too much, we were just like, nah, fuck it, shut it down. We're just going to slide down the tail of our dinosaur and pull the fucking feathers on that bird. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. All right, Buck, let's move on to the UK. Uh, bakery, this is being, I'm sorry, this is being reported by the Mirror. Uh, Bakery threatened with legal action after discriminatory discriminatory cheese sandwich name. Would you care to guess? Would you care to make a guess? I I would, but only off the air. 
So you just go ahead and tell me what the name is because I, I, I really feel like I could shove my foot in my mouth if I were to guess. A bakery has been blasted for naming a sandwich Jesus Christ with one angry customer threatening to take the action. Oh, let me tell you what, man. A thousand years could have gone by, thousand different lifetimes. I would have never guessed that once. I would have never guessed that once. That is gold. <laughs> the, the Bridge Bakehouse learned it may have caused offense after receiving a letter claiming there was clearly a cause to answer for discrimination against Christians. While the letter falsely claimed to be from the religious advocacy group Christian Concerns, it appears to be the pun that left some someone seething. The letter read, although our client would prefer to settle this matter outside of court, this is clearly a case to an- there is clearly a case to answer here. Our clients do not wish to take this further, but feel that there need to be they will need to there will be a need in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, if action is not taken. Its anonymous writer uh, also demanded that the Derbyshire-based bakery make a public apology, remove the sandwich from the menu, and make a $300 donation to a local church. A 300-pound donation, I'm sorry. While nobody has admitted to sending the letter, it has been confirmed that it did not come from the local church or or from Christian concern. The Bridge Breakhouse believes the letter is a disgruntled member of the local community, and whoever it is that is upset has gone to further lengths with someone vandalizing the bakery's menu. And they, they show someone is going in on the menu and scratching out Jesus Christ. Uh, taking to Facebook after the menu was defaced on June 10th, the Bridgetown Breakhouse wrote to whoever tried to cover up the Jesus Christ sandwich on our uh, outdoor b- menu board with paint, can you please not? <laughs> uh, we really can't be bothered contacting the council or should check the CCTV. And if it wasn't done in the dead of night by someone dressed like the Mask of Zorro, we are going to be highly disappointed. <laughs> yes. Well, the culprit stuck, <laughs> struck for the first time recently. The bakery has offered the sandwich since as far back as last September. Served cold, it, <laughs> it contains caramelized onion chutney, mature cheddar, and mozzarella, and it cost four pounds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, they they can't. They gotta keep it. They gotta keep it. <laughs> they gotta keep the name. Dude, that sounds like a four pound cheese sandwich. <laughs> it looks it looks completely unappetizing. I'll be honest. I'm looking at a sandwich of it. It's literally just some cheese and, and some some looks like spinach really thrown on a thrown on a like a chipotta bun. I mean it's nothing to, it's nothing to write home about, but I might order it just so I can say I ate the body of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, dude, let me ask you a question. Does it look like a modest and humble sandwich? It does look like a modest and humble sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> very modest, very humble. It's just a sandwich. Does it look like does it look like something a carpenter would eat? Uh, a poor carpenter perhaps. <laughs> Maybe not the general contractor. Think, you know what? I think they nailed it. It's I a, think it, they nailed it. This is definitely a day laborer sandwich. Got it. I think they nailed it. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. So, 
just just a little frame of reference here. This 300-pound donation that has been requested equates to 365 American dollars. Certainly not worth, you know, the uh, the the. I I don't think the punishment fits the crime. Well, or it's not even a it's not even a punishment. I don't think the requested resolution fits the crime. I personally, if I were if I were on if I were in the court of commons. On this one, because we're on the UK, I don't know what their, uh, you know, the Court of Commons, House of Lords, whatever, whatever. If I were over there, I'd just look at them and I'd be like, okay, if uh, if Jesus has a problem with this, let him speak now. We will, let him sort- <laughs> we will, we will, we will let him sort it out when he comes back. But I don't foresee any problems with it because this definitely looks like a modest and humble sandwich. You know, perhaps, perhaps the name is there to entice the creator to stop by the shop once the second coming occurs. You know, traveling through the cosmos is is quite a hefty order, and uh, upon arriving back on your on on your earthly home, wouldn't it be nice to be greeted with a sandwich that bears your name? Or at least a reasonable I mean, assembly. But here's my suggestion. I've... Here is my suggestion on satiating the uh, the local congregation. Um, so they want you to donate 300 pounds. Well, the sandwich costs four pounds. So I recommend you donate 75 Jesus Christ sandwiches to the local church so they can have a meal after their service. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try before you cry. That's that's what they should do. I would roll up there with seventy five Jesus Christ oh, sandwiches, yeah. and I would start passing them out in the, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, and if they don't like it, if they don't like it, we'll bring a, a gallon of whole milk to pour over communion. We can just have Christ checks. Oh. <laughs> okay. If you don't think God has a sense of humor. Look at the fucking platypus. That's all I'm saying. That's that's <laughs> what it is, man. That's what it is. Fifth day happened. There were a whole bunch of parts left over. And God goes, okay, guys. All right. Circle the wagons. Look at this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some Somebody looks back and they're like, no, no, no. God's like, no. <laughs> this is happening. And we're going to make it poisonous. And it's a mammal that lays eggs. And we're going to put it in Australia. Yes. Okay, folks, that's going to bring us to an end of another episode of um, of, of alienating half of our, <laughs> our listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, or maybe if you've hated the show, who knows? Uh, go ahead and hit that like, subscribe button, tell a friend. Help us get the name out of there, because this is what we do every Saturday morning, whether we like it or not. And we're going to keep doing it, as long as we have people listening. Even if it's just... You know, Guido Finelli. <laughs> um, that being said, folks, I am the Raz. He is the Buck. Wishing you all a happy and safe week, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Social Liability Podcast. <laughs>